Welcome back to another episode of News Points on the Air, a production of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. I'm your host, Milan Medley. Our guest for this episode is Tanya Musgrave, a professional filmmaker and podcaster with a passion for networking. As a graduate of Southern Adventist University's film program, Tanya has seized and created many opportunities to broaden the Adventist filmmaking community. Tanya has a heart for empowering young filmmakers with resources and contacts that will help boost their career paths. Tanya is here today to talk about her journey as an Adventist filmmaker and the lessons she's learned along the way. Hey, Tanya, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Ah, I'm excited. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah. When did you first um, realize that you wanted to pursue a career in film? You know, I actually kind of stumbled into that completely. Um, I I likened it to, you know, a mouse that is, you know, running a maze. If I mm-hmm. don't have a maze, I'm just kind of like running a mouse. <laughs> I just imagine <laughs> that God is just like, ha, 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 and like <laughs> kind of getting me into the right place that I'm supposed to be. I'm just kind of like wafting through life. And I, you know, I, I was actually going into music. And oh. I, uh, yeah, yeah. What uh, instrument or, or vocal? I was yeah, I was doing piano and voice at Southern. Mm. Yeah. And that was not the right. I mean, it's there are some music majors that love it and others that um, they hate learning about it, you know, in school. And I guess that was me. So mm. um, it just so happened that I was just like, all right, well, I'll learn how to record then. And I went into media technology and recording or something production that's what it was and i didn't realize that it was essentially like broadcasting didn't realize because i didn't know anything but i was in this digital audio production class and i was the only girl (laughs) and um you know was doing some of the projects and i was just like all right like this is this is actually really fun and there happened to be a film major in that class and he's just like, do you want to do pro- uh, do you want to do sound design for my project? Hmm. The producer for that project happened to be one of the seniors, and so he was just like, hey, you know, you actually did you know good good work on this. I learned later that everybody in film hates doing sound design. So once they found a sound person, they're just like, you sound design, and I was just like, ooh, okay, I'll do that. And <laughs> I remember sitting in. Yeah, I was sitting in the the recording studio and I had like the producer and the director and yes, they're like freshman and a senior, but I mean, I was <laughs> like I'm sitting in the midst of a producer and a director and it was so much fun. So much fun. And it just after I um I helped that senior with his uh with his sound for his senior project, he gave my name to David George and they were shooting Secret of the Cave. They were doing post on that and can you um, unpack um david george for people who may not know who david george is and secret of the cave yeah so david george is like the legend of our film department because he started it he and zach gray i mean like they, they put that program together and built it into what it is today and um, it's, it's incredible what they were able to accomplish. I think, I think we did the math one time and we're just like, they had to have been like 
25, 26 when they started this program. I wow. mean, really impressive. What they, I don't think they I ever do. knew that. I, I don't think I did that math on my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I don't remember. I think I remember one of them had a birthday. And so we were counting backwards how many seniors we knew, like how many empires had risen and fallen. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, <laughs> like they had to have been this age then. So, you know, uh, they they shot a feature film. It was like the first one of the well, I think it was technically the second, but like the first real fe feature film, uh, Secret of the Cave, they they uh, shot it in Ackle Island in Ireland. Um, oh, it was an incredible feat for what the program was at the time. They wanted to uh, give students an opportunity to work on a set, like an, an actual set, put professionals in the department heads and give them a chance to learn in that in that well. Um, and this is all with a Southern at Southern, right? Because you said yeah, you started yeah, studying, you started studying mm -hmm. music at Southern, but still on Southern's yep, yep. campus. Right. Mm -hmm. And so wait, so they so, were going to take students to Ireland for this production? Yeah, yeah they took yeah, they took students there. I missed it by a year. They were working on oh. post at that particular time. And so and what yeah, year was that? Oh, oh, my stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Milan. No, okay, Tanya, so come on. We're like around the yeah. same age, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they shot it in 2005. I was there to the summer of 2006. Okay. So, uh, yeah, by the end of my freshman year, I found myself on this feature film post-production crew doing Foley. And what Foley is, is, you know, when there's cruddy sound actually on location, you have to replace that sound within a booth. And some poor oh. schmuck gets to have a ton of fun walking in a box of dirt or, like, rattling uh, paper pieces or, you know, clinking teacups together and yeah it was a blast absolutely loved it and I changed my major and never looked back so. wow and what year was that in your college uh experience freshman sophomore yeah you you really want to just like throw this back into, well, 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 no. into like <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I was just thinking at what point because you know you said you were in you, you were saying you know you were in God has you yeah. in this maze so at what point mm -hmm. where in the maze yeah. were you Thank yes Thank goodness it was earlier in my college career. Yeah, not at yeah. The end. So, so you didn't have um, to stay too much end. later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the end of my freshman year. Okay. And uh, in between that, I like the summer in between, changed my major, started as a sophomore. So yeah, it was good. Nice. Wow. Okay. Because this is so fascinating to know because just having known you or knowing you now and knowing what you do and all that you're capable of and all that you produce, <laughs> it's amazing that, um, you know, you kind of fell into that. And you, the way you came into film was through sound, but mm -hmm. you're also a photographer, right? Was that, were you doing photography I before am. that? Yeah. Yeah. Too? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, so it just seemed like a really cool alignment. You already had, you know, experience with the camera and then like the film department loves you because you oh, do the oh, work. Actually, no, um, the photography actually came my junior year of college. Oh, I wow. Anything about, <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about photography. I didn't know anything about film. And that was my trepidation, uh, trepidation actually, because I, 
I, I was talking to some of the other students and I was just like, man, this seems like such a cool department. But I, I didn't even do yearbook in high school. I didn't do AV club. I didn't do any of that. I don't know how cutting works. I don't know. And they're like, we didn't know anything when we came into the program. And I'm just like, done. Wrap it up. Sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was a really great transition. I mean, I didn't even know that there was a film program there. <laughs> wow. I think that's really encouraging to know, especially for, like, anyone who is in college or thinking about going to college and they're unsure of pursuing something because like, I don't know things. Well, you're in school to learn, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you don't no, know it all. It's the perfect place. Yeah. yeah. It's the perfect place to, to, figure, to figure that out um, in a way. I, what was hilarious is that because I was so unsure when I was still in music, I went to the counseling and testing uh, department to help me figure out what I could do. <laughs> And, you know, they have all of these tests that we would take as yeah. seniors in high school mm -hmm. saying like, oh, where, what would you be? 100% every single time it was a musician, it was an artist. And I was just like, well, I already knew that, you know, all the fun stuff. Yeah. The first ones at Southern, the ones that I took, the first one was film art and film production. And I wow. Like, huh? And then I still, I still didn't know that there was a film department there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. God's path oh. finds you. So Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So did you know, before going to Southern, did you know many um, creatives? And well, let me even back up some more. Did you go to Avenue school prior to college? I did. I did. Oh. Institutionalized did you... from a kindergartner. Okay. Yep. So <laughs> did you know many Adventists, like creatives in a sense, or people making films or producers did you know anybody kind of in that realm at all so this was brand new territory absolutely for you zero. this is absolutely brand new yep wow nobody had no no clue what i was doing so once you made that leap and that jump you know how was that received um you know what was your support system like or who you know who was in your corner and helping you as you made this really drastic change um, who did you kind of lean on or who um, really like, you know, like who, who, who um, helped you, who were like the key players who helped you in this journey when you made this really big jump? So you mean that like the jump from mu music to film or mm -hmm. just like throughout film? Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting because I remember I I remember thinking about this, especially after I graduated and was trying to find work. I remember a, a conversation that I had with my dad and we were in the shop, we were tinkering on a car and he's just like, so uh, you're pretty serious about this film business, huh? <laughs> and, um, you know, I had gone, I had gone to school for music, which music in the professional sense, isn't necessarily uh, like uh, that much more or less unstable in some ways. Right, you know right. What I mean, right. So, I mean, they're all they're both in the arts. They're both like, oh yeah, you're a musician. <laughs> you yeah. Um, but I still remember he's just like, you know, I I think you might you know have a bigger impact uh, uh, on people like with your music. 
Hmm. Um, and I was just like, yeah, but you know, I think, I think this would be good. He's like, all right, all right, let's do it. Um, and you know, my parents, they've been fantastic in that sense, because I know of so many students that, for instance, wanted to go into the arts, but their parents were just like, no, you will be a dentist. You will be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And they kind of muscled that into the, and, um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be smart because honestly, if I didn't have that support system afterwards, uh, after I graduated, um, you know, like I wouldn't be where I was today. Like my parents were the driving force behind that. Cause I still remember as a senior, I realized that I was not going to have the cush RA job. I was not going to have mm. the cush, um, uh, film lab job and I was going to have no income and I was going to have to figure out how to do life. And I broke down in the parking lot. Like there's like this little grocery to the VM parking lot. I just like had a, like a meltdown. I was just like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And my mom happened to be in town and she was like, uh, she came and she met me on like the first floor of the art building. And I was just like sobbing. I'm just like, I don't know mm -hmm. how I'm going to do this. Like, I, what am I? <laughs> like, I can't take yeah. care of myself. <laughs> and she's like, Tanya, <laughs> you're going to be okay. Hmm. You're not going to be homeless. You're not going to go hungry. You're going to figure this out. And that's all I needed. You know, like wow. my, my parents at the end of this, you know, well, I, well, I, I will say that's not all I needed. I ended up moving back into my parents' house. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, who doesn't? Who doesn't these days, especially? <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, but that gave me the... Uh, and I, I realized that that's rare. You know, um, like some people do not have access to do that. So that is yeah. a huge blessing to be to have been able to have. Um, but I moved back in with them and was able to use that as home base so that I could go wherever I needed to. Because I would, you know, there was one year I think I, I spent a total of like 40 to 60 days at home. Um, and I was like, you know, shooting on location here, spending a month there, spending three months here. spending, And, you know, those were my transient days of being able to uh, crew anything if I needed to. And, um, yeah, it was that that was probably the biggest help I would want to say um, the biggest support professionally I would probably have to say anybody that went to Southern hmm. who was like part of our part of our group because you know we didn't really know anybody like that producer who was on that very very first project mm -hmm. um, your sound he, design project ended, yeah yeah that sound mm -hmm. design project like the, the very very first project I ever worked on he ended up paving the way out in L.A. Um, and so, you know, like everybody has connections, places. And um, and it just so happened that, you know, little little gigs that I did here or there, um, they would come back. Uh, they would come back around. You know, people would hear that you did a good job and it comes back around and your name gets passed around. And then you get a random call one day and you're just like, hey uh go work up here for six months and you're like oh okay and then you get another call like hey i want you to travel for us okay <laughs> like this is what i'm talking about i waft i waft <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so like but, i want to talk about those like gigs kind of like you know to give like a real 
a real picture of what it's like to be in um, a film graduate. You know, you went to Southern, graduated mm -hmm. um, with a film degree. And then, so you're just mm -hmm. describing like your postgraduate life. So yeah. can you describe? Postgrad was rough. <laughs> yeah. So it let's was... talk about, let's talk about yeah. Um, yeah. maybe a couple memorable um, gig so memorable memorable being like favorite or just amazing or memorable maybe mm -hmm. being like um when you learned some hard lessons or tough lessons <laughs> you know or my dad likes yeah. to say character building <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, if you encountered oh, any like character okay. building um okay. gigs so yeah whatever okay. what are like one or two of um your most memorable experiences from that time hmm. so i remember thinking because I was again we're in rural North Carolina excuse me we were in rural North Carolina and I had no leads so I was just like all right I'm gonna be like those people in the movies I'm gonna just pull myself up <laughs> by my bootstraps I'm gonna just cold call uh whatever I can in Wilmington because Wilmington uh like on the coast is supposed to be a pretty big film town, you know, I think they had oh. filmed One Tree Hill there and Iron Man there and um, Hunger Games and uh, Hunger Games was even like filmed in Western North Carolina and you know, that, that kind of thing. So I'm just like, there might be enough here, right? Um, I and you were just there by yourself? Like you just went out? Just? Oh, what led you to oh, North no, Carolina? No. Oh, oh, no, that's where my parents lived. Oh, oh got it. Got it. I'm with you. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're in rural North Carolina just because my parents live there. Got it, and got it. I, um, that's where I was freeloading. <laughs> so um, we had, a, let's see here, a studio out there, Screen Gem Studios. Uh, one of my, one of the students there at the academy my parents worked at, they worked at Pisgah. Um, she's just like, hey, you know, like I know somebody who did sound there and I'm just like, let's take a road trip. Yeah, sure. She, she lived out in near Wilmington. So I just like visited her and her family for a week. And, you know, I got close enough to see the door. I have a very blurry phone pic still on my phone of the door that I was not able to enter because that is where the production offices for Iron Man was uh, or oh. production offices were. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I was just like, all right, that's a complete dead end because like I honestly have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, yeah, this is great and all. But like I, I'm not going to be able to find work here. So um, I remember I, I worked um, on a in a in a coffee shop and I would I would do photography. The thing that I did before I graduated, I started a photography business. And so that was kind of keeping me afloat. Um, and then I, I don't even. I don't even remember how, oh, 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 because like I, th I think that I had it in my mind that I was just like, all right, you know what? I think I'm going to try this California thing because after the Screen Gem studio fiasco <laughs> uh, and cold calling, which was also a fiasco, I looked on Mandy.com, which is where there's a lot of um, media gigs, you know, for, you know, who, what have you. For like media and TV, you look on Mandy.com. And where I was, I did like within a hundred mile radius, like zero jobs. And I was like, huh. Yikes. So I look, I just, you know, just to look, I looked at LA and like however many thousand hits <laughs> right, come up right. because everybody's shooting in LA. Right. I was like, well, maybe I'll go there, but I don't know anybody. I don't have any 
I mean, I mean, like they they we did have a, a crew out there, but it's just like, eh, um, I don't have anywhere to stay. I don't really, I don't really know what I want to, and I don't want to figure that out while I'm having to pay out doing it. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of in the middle when I got a call from uh, Garrett Caldwell, and there's this position that was opening up at the GC. It was a uh, like a, you know, it was a temporary thing. It was for content creation there um, and at the time Garrett Caldwell was the PR director for the general conference right um, is this when when he was there no I think he was he was he uh PR or was he communications he was PR director under under communications yeah oh okay 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 yeah I got you Mm -hmm. so yeah I um I got a call from him and this was in again I was transient so I didn't like the idea of like a full-time job (laughs) that scared me and he's just like how long can you give us I'm like you have six months he's like we'll take it (laughs) wow (laughs) Um, he's just like we would like to have you for a year I'm like I can't connect (laughs) I can't commit to that I don't know but uh sure enough I threw all my stuff in the vehicle um, went up there and that was probably the, the next most, you know, like character building, uh, section was because I, media and the church have always kind of been an, a, a fun little dance in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, and I wanted to see what it would be like to, to like join the fray, you know, like to, to be part of the ship that has to turn, you know, am I going to be a rudder? Am I going to be like, uh, like an actual, um, uh, what, what's the, is, is the big one, the rudder, the big one's the rudder, isn't it? I, I don't remember. I would I have to consult Google. I was going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I didn't know if I was going to be a rudder or if I was going to be, um, you know, like one of those oars, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of like mm-hmm. the, the oars from from Ben Hur. Am I just gonna be like one of the th- hundreds of <laughs> of oars? Like, right? You know, I didn't know if I was gonna help at all. So mm. um, it was really great because I I had a uh, like more positive experience than I was expecting. You know, um, hmm. one of the things that one of the conversations that I had with my parents. Because uh, like I didn't, I didn't want to work at a conference office uh, where um, I would just have the same job for twenty years and that was it. You know, my parents were just like, "Hey, you know, this guy is retiring," and you know, he's the one that would make the academy videos, and and I'm just like, "No, I just I feel like that's not like I I can I can do better. Like I can I can do bigger, um, and I want to try." And so I'm just like, "If I'm gonna try at least to to turn the ship, it would be from the GC level. So like, let's try there." <laughs> Um, that was where I, um, they, they were shooting record keeper at that particular time. And so that gave me access to, uh, Jason Satterland and that whole entire crew and cast where I've been able to, um, uh, the reason that I went out was to do photography and I was able to meet all of them. And I've done since done projects with you know, some of the cast members, some of the, you know, with the director, with, you know, like that kind of thing. So like, it really has just been a, you know, a journey. 
but the, I think the main thing that I learned there at the GC um, was that I that you know you have you have a burden in some places you know um, that particular place wasn't my burden but I really really appreciated meeting the people that I met there mm-hmm. um, and so yeah it's like it's been a it's been an interesting ride you know since then um, other particular projects I, I can't I can't I honestly can't think of any um, because I've been a part of some really great ones yeah um, but I it's sometimes it's been more on a photography level um uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, I think probably like my the other character building one was when I started a full-time job you know I had been freelancing for seven years um you know shooting internationally for missions today or for you know other third-party things and having incredible experiences uh, doing that but when I had to kind of get a golden, uh, a golden ball and chain <laughs> with a full-time job, uh, <laughs> learning, <laughs> and I was there, I was there for like a good, what, three and a half years. So, I mean, I was just like, all right, I can, I could actually do this. The stability is fantastic after, you know, floating around for seven years and, you know, not having that, that was really, really great. So, um, I think what that taught me was how to still make that situation work for you. Um, you know, yes, I was in Idaho, uh, in the middle of nowhere. You, like, you, you know, you're like, you, why, why are you working on film in Idaho? Actually, I, you know, I was still able to get co-producer credit on a feature documentary that was like groundbreaking because it was shot in 360, you know, wow. and it premiered in a dome. And, you know, you're still being able to uh, make these connections um, and, you know, learn how to start a podcast. <laughs> you know, all of that. You can yeah. still make it work for you um, and when you have specific goals in mind. And, you know, it, even if it's not the most ideal situation for what some artists would consider. You know what I mean? There's like, oh, I could never do a full-time job like that or I could never do I could never move away from LA or I can never do this I'm just like actually yeah you can like you can um like yeah if you I I don't know it sounds really selfish but you're just like well you know like if I if I want to live out of the city I'm gonna go and live out in the city and I'll make it work (laughs) yeah but you touched on a couple things that I want to like quickly go back to well for one I don't know um if you remembered this but our paths crossed at the GC with Gary Caldwell. Um, Really? Yeah, because he, he brought me on board to work for him, I think at the end of your time there. So it was you. So I think we were like literally doing like this um, with our scheduling. Yeah, because and, and actually you without even realizing it, and it wasn't until like this conversation even getting prepared for this interview that I realized you actually had a part in me like saying yes to working for the general conference or working for not even just for the general conference just working for the church Um, because just real briefly I um, am a pastor's kid so I felt like I had already (laughs) served the church with lifelong you know association (laughs) and it was Garrett who um pitched the idea to come work. He was like, Hey, you should consider it. I was like, Oh, okay. 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 
but in my mind, I'm like, I'm not working for the church. And then um, I came in for something and I met you and Brandon Roberts and Brandon Roberts also went to Southern. And actually, even before then, you two were filming my dad for something. I don't know if you remember, it was like a Taekwondo. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's your dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. hilarious oh my this hasn't word. come out in our conversations before but so I was there and I was like wait you guys are with the GC you know it was just mind-blowing to see like people my age who were doing really creative work and I was like I had no idea that was going on within the Adventist church you know at least within yeah. the, the structure yeah. I had no idea um and like they're cool they know what they're doing and I saw the videos like <laughs> wow and so you know I went his was in... the, my favorite project there really oh yeah, awesome <laughs> my favorite project there. nice um so yeah so seeing you and Brandon work and then being led under the vision of Garrett um mm-hmm. I was just like wow so much is happening within this organization that I had just yeah. said oh they don't do cool stuff like that but then I saw you and Brandon and then what Garrett had going on I'm like oh I can work here so oh yeah so yeah, I do right. owe like you know <laughs> part of my decision you know that actually crazy. led me here to oh you gosh. and just seeing how like oh my goodness I didn't know people this cool worked for the Adventist <laughs> church but but getting to what you said, <laughs> but getting to what you said about, you know, it wasn't um, your burden in terms of, you know, to stay and to like be the or or to be, you know, you're not there now, but you really benefited from that time mm-hmm. there. So I, I want to know, like, what do you have a burden yeah. for? What stories are you driven to tell? You know, that's a really interesting question because I thought that, you know, everybody leaves and they're just like, I want to be a director. <laughs> and I I loved doing my senior project. Um, it was able to go places. It got me jobs. And I, I had a blast doing it. Um, but I remember on the festival circuit, everybody was asking, so what's your next project? What's your next one? What's your next one? And I was just, I don't have a back pocket full of these projects. Um, oh, no, this is exhausting. <laughs> and I'll... <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest, when I was in LA, I I was honestly thinking, you know, maybe film is not for me. Hmm. Um, I think I am going to go back east and try commercial commercial photography. Because, you know, the thing with film is you have to know what you want to do. And I still I was out there and I still hadn't figured out what I wanted to do. I liked doing a lot of different things. I liked photography. But that was pretty much the only thing that I was just like, all right, I guess like this is all that, you know, I can do where I can like be involved in every department and, you know, get to know everybody. I love the personal aspect and the team aspect, but I was just like, you know, and I would be part of crews here and there, but by and large, I was doing photography. I had no plan to go uh, into film further. Like I was pretty much, I had made my decision except for the fact that I had no plan to implement it. I had no connections within that industry. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the full-time job in, in uh, Idaho opened up like to pretty much be involved with film. And I was just like, what? 
Um, and, you know, I figured out that that was where God wanted me to go next. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm, um, it turned out to be the best thing that has ever happened to me. I love it up here. Um, I have quick access to the mountains and, you know, I can still be involved with film. But, you know, it was in a producer role, actually. And I had never considered that because my my friend and buddy who produced my senior project with me, they're always just like, oh, yeah, you're going to be the creative and she's going to be the producer. And I never thought that I had producing qualities. Right. Hmm. Once I started producing um, and realizing like, oh, all you producing is actually just like bringing together people that you know and a team and, you know, making sure it gets on on time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, punctuality was never a thing that I wove, like <clears throat> that I waved my flag for, but in a producer position, I realized that I did. And so I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> and usually, you know, with the, being in a professional setting, um, really does change somebody sometimes you know like not not just like your your environment but like um when you're put in a certain role with expectations yeah you step up and it's pretty cool so i found out that i really liked producing i liked bringing people together uh, as long as somebody else was footing the bill, I didn't have to worry <laughs> about, you know, um, like, all right, well, you want this to happen? All right, let's get this done in the best way possible. So, um, so yeah, uh, I forget what the question was. I'm so Well, no, it's fine because it's a great segue to where I was about to go. So you're in Idaho and Idaho is when you yeah. or where you launched your podcast, right? in Idaho and this current <laughs> yes. setup. So I want to talk yeah. about your podcast and, and mainly the driving goal underneath your podcast. So um, tell me about the podcast and what you're hoping to, um, to do through it. So one of my biggest passions is um, education and connecting people. <laughs> so this is a fantastic way to do it. Um, I love talking. If you haven't, figured it out, I guess. <laughs> I like chatting with people and I think everybody can be fascinating. You know, um, everybody has a fascinating story of like how they got to where they, how they got to where they are uh, and what lessons they learned. And, and, you know, when the pandemic happened, we had been planning an in-person event that didn't happen, obviously. So we needed to figure out a way to get this educational content out to everybody. And it was in the form of a podcast. So uh, when the job, when my job there ended, when my time there ended, I wanted to continue the podcast. I wanted to keep it going because it was a great way to network, number one. Um, it gave an excuse to talk to professionals that wouldn't be weird or creepy, you know? <laughs> um, and it, it gave a natural segue to these pe particular people wanting to be involved with mentorship and educational opportunities. So who I partnered with, I partnered with sunscreen and, and we'll talk about sunscreen in a, in a minute. We're going to, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you partnered but, with sun you know, sunscreen and who else? Mm -hmm. uh, sunscreen and the Filmmaker Institute and Filmmaker Institute is, uh, you know, he's a he's a guy out in L.A. And, uh, the, he partnered with Stu, who is at Loma Linda doing their media. And 
you know, he they they are wanting to do some brand partnerships and um, some practical pop-up events where people can get their hands on some of these cinema cameras ahead of time and, you know, all this stuff. I, for me, the practicality was bringing the real world mm. <laughs> to students who, or students or people who had been in the industry zero to 10 years, because that's where we were when we figured out that we didn't know anything and we didn't know people who knew anything. Mm. <laughs> so, um, was it was it personal bitterness that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> drove this train on? I don't, no, I, I was never bitter, never bitter about it. But I mean, I do think that there can be a disconnect between what happens at school and what happens in the real world. And so, um, you know, however we can kind of build the bridge, number one, but also how we can bolster our own network to, you know, better, better filmmakers. Um, like competent, well, competent, reputable, you know, what have you, because, you know, how can we expect to make good media, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and this is something where for kids in the church who actually want to do media for the church, hmm. there aren't really avenues to do that. And so, you know, I mean, do you want to be um a filmmaker who makes something that looks you know a third of what it could and then it doesn't go anywhere because it looks a third of what it could <laughs> um quality wise or, you know yeah, yeah yeah like you're you know production quality wise and all of that but i mean what is the whole point of <laughs> If you're if you're gonna take any kind of charge seriously, if you're using it as a ministry, how can we be good stewards of the of the talents that we've been given if what we make doesn't actually make it to anybody? Hmm. So, you know, it has you have to reach your audience, and knowing how to tell a good story, knowing what a good shot looks like. You know, knowing who to hire to make it look right or make it sound right because sound is actually 80% of your experience. You know, um, this is like these are all questions that people who, you know, want to do media associated with the church, they have to face and they got to be like, well, there aren't any options. So I guess I'm just going to work over here, you know, mm. um, and it's a crying shame, you know, that we can't, I mean, there are so many film programs that the Adventist church has, but you know, right now they're all kind of sequestered and they're not, you know, working together or there are a lot of people that go through them and they don't know that there are any options. Um, cause right now it's pretty limited you know, but there was one uh, one woman. She's actually going to be, um, she's actually going to be at sunscreen. But Jude, she is. Uh, she works. She used to work at Hulu. Now she's at uh, HBO Max. And when she graduated, she didn't even know that there were other Adventists. She like did a, a like she did a call for for people who were. Um, who are Adventists and you know like there was one guy that she she met up with there in LA and was just like hey you're like what are you wanting to do and he's like well I guess I'm just going to crew this shoot over here and she's like all right but she didn't know that there were other Adventists that were even interested in film hmm. so that's what I'm talking about like yeah. people who are actually interested in connecting with other people 
even just for networking purposes. And they don't even know that there's a, a community that exists, you know. Um, but so uh, a lot of that purpose. Uh, oh, my gosh. This is so convoluted. I'm so sorry. What was well, the original no, thought behind it? Because it sounds like it sounds like the intended audience um, for this the, the intended purpose and audience for this for your podcast. And what was the name of it again? The Practical Filmmaker? Oh, yes. Yeah. The podcast name is The Practical Filmmaker. The Practical Filmmaker. So The Practical Filmmaker is for that young Adventist who um, has this interest in film, um, but doesn't know there's already a community of Adventist filmmakers, like professional and also students. <laughs> and within that community, there are people like you, Tanya, who are help, helping helping to like broaden the network and the exposure and opportunities. Kind of like, hey, hey, everybody, there's this community over here, but you're also broadening that community as well. So you're kind of doing two, like you're educating and empowering, <laughs> but also expanding a community. Trying to, yeah. And, and I wouldn't say that it is, the audience is Adventist, um, okay. mainly because I try to be as apolitical and a-religious as possible. Because got it, you know, for for people who are coming into the film industry, this is anybody um, who needs just they they need to know about film, you know. So why not why not try to provide that? Yes, I like maybe on like the back, 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 <laughs> like back behind the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, like it is advantageous for the Adventist community because that's a community that I know, um, mm -hmm. and, and you know, and here to help out and like and probably the most connected to, um, but really is to help anybody who is is there because I think it it broadens it broadens our reach you know, on another level too. So I guess, yeah, there's like the, the one and the two, but there's also the three because I mean, you like, you're supposed to be the salt of the earth, not the salt lick. So it's not just for Adventists. We try to bring yeah. in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, so now let's talk about, like you mentioned sunscreen before, and this was another thing, another like mine, blowing moment for me, similar to when I saw you and Brandon, um, Tanya, you know, put together like such a cool video project. When I first, Garrett also first told me about sunscreen and oh. I had no idea that there was a fully functioning film festival <laughs> operated <laughs> by the Seventh-day Adventist church. I had yeah. no idea. Um, <laughs> So that was like, what, you know, and someone who's been a lifelong Adventist, I was just like, you know, I thought I knew everything about what Adventist and Adventism had to offer, yeah, but yeah. especially if they had anything cool. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. So getting like having this, this door swung wide open, I'm like, well, there's this film festival. It's awesome. Um, and in my current role at the North American division, um, I work with its director, uh, Julio Munoz, who's the director of the Sunscreen Film Festival. And um, he has, at least in the few years that I've worked with him, helped to really like elevate and expand the experience of sunscreen. And part of that 
was bringing you on Tanya um, <laughs> this year. Well, you've, you've always been like a partner. And like you said, you um, sunscreen partners um, with your podcast or sponsors your podcast, but um, you played a unique role in this year's planning for sunscreen, the sunscreen film festival festival. So can you briefly talk about your current role in this year's sunscreen film festival that's currently uh, going on, but I'll touch on that in, in a little bit, but tell me about um, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I did at my previous job was I, um, I produced a film and media event in SoCal that was specifically for uh, industry professionals to come out. So they had, you know, we had speakers, you know, keynotes and, you know, all of that. And we were planning on doing that again. When COVID hit, we we're just like, okay, maybe we should start to look for some online, you know, some online options. And one of the professors, Jerry Hartman from Walla Walla, was just like, have you heard of Gather? And I got on it, and I, I tell you, I'm usually the the last grandma on the train when it comes to technology. <laughs> I, you know, my iPhone forces me to update, and I hate it every single time. And so I'm usually, like, the latest, latest, latest adopter. I'm never the early adopter. But he had this platform. I could figure it out. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. It was an interactive program, browser-based where it was a gamified convention mm -hmm. where think the the uh <laughs> what julio says is think among us for all the youngins out there and <laughs> zoom smashed into one so essentially gamified convention where you have a little avatar you can walk around you can walk up to people the video chat pops up and then you can walk away and the video chat fades so it allows for that water cooler conversation that Zoom conferences never did. So we were extremely excited about doing it. You know, the event got canceled. And so we were just like, ah, okay, I ended up, I ended up freelancing and Julio was just like, Hey, can we, can we do that with sunscreen? This year has to be online. And so I was just like, absolutely. So just copy paste. Um, like what what this convention could be where you know for instance student films has been the focus and we still want to keep that the focus but if we were to also um supplement that with some industry professionals that can come in and talk to the students give mentorship opportunities um partner with windrider institute who is partnered with sundance so we can bring uh, a couple of higher quality short films so that the discrepancy can be seen by the students and be like, oh, this is what high quality filmmaking is. And uh, what I do as operations manager is I kind of plan all that. Um, I book the guests and, you know, the filmmakers and all of that and then uh, design the space. So uh, obviously with a team. <laughs> <laughs> and and for her to say I designed a space is just does not give the work that she's done justice because it is like quite a it's it's called a metropolis like when you put your own gather towns together but it's like you're literally building you know a a, a space like a um your own kind of convention hall 
but cool, you know, so we have places where you can have like private conversations and you can uh, have an actual theater for people to go and uh, view the films and um, places to go and network. So it is quite impressive. And I'd encourage, especially young filmmakers. So it, it, it is geared toward um, our college filmmakers or college uh, film enthusiasts or, or even, you know, people who aren't <laughs> in school. But as Tanya mentioned, the driving thing is to um, empower and support our young filmmakers. So it is currently, it's typically like over a weekend, but because of the, you know, with COVID and with this platform, we decided to take it over six weeks. So we had just completed our second session. So it's, um, we're doing two hours for the next four Fridays. So I'd encourage anyone who's listening to this film enthusiast or knows someone who's interested in filmmaking or wants to be connected to this community and wasn't already aware of it, Sunscreen would be a great introduction into this already um, uh, wonderful and beautiful community. You can go to sunscreen.com um, to register for the festival. Um, it's $25, you know, and that's that covers all of the, our remaining sessions. You'll see um, screenings of student films that were officially selected to be shown at this uh, festival. And also what Tanya had mentioned, uh, panels by professional filmmakers and even screenings of some of their films. The past two sessions we've had have been incredible and so um, awesome to see the networking potential. And um, yeah, it's just, it's been really cool to watch. And I wish I had known about something like that <laughs> when I was in school, I didn't study film and probably, you know, I wouldn't reroute my path, but it was just, it's really cool to be in such an inspiring space full of creatives who, you know, shared the same like worldview in a sense of like wanting to create and wanting to contribute and wanting to network and appreciating great things. You know, it's just like a really great space to be in. And Gather gives it, I would say, as close to the in-person experience that you can get with an online platform. So this, is, this really isn't something to be missed. So again, sunscreen.com to register. All right. And <laughs> I, no, I will also say, too, that um, we are putting it in the budget to have quarterly sessions as well. So mm, like mm -hmm. give students, you know, some time throughout the year to kind of reconnect as well. So it's not just a once a year thing. Um, we will be putting together quarterly sessions where we have mentorship opportunities as well as panels or, you know, filmmakers or what have you. So um, just to throw that out there too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I wanted to mention, um, ask you this earlier and this all ties in in terms of like building that community and staying connected and empowering um, you're still in touch with your alma mater um, you know you're still involved it seems why is that important to you to stay engaged with um, with southern and southern's uh, film program well um well, first of all, I, I don't know. I'm a big camp kid, so I always stay in touch with everybody that I can, I guess. I don't know. I, I love it. Um, 
I also think that it's really important that the students have a bit of a ladder. You know, if our media is going to get better, um, they're going to have better opportunities than we did at their age, you know, and that's, mm. that's how we're going to start building that ladder. Um, and getting like, for instance, you know, chatting with one of my other friends, you know, I, I don't remember which school that he went to, he went to a film program. But he was just like, because I, I asked him, like, are you in touch with anybody, you know, from your film program? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my buddy, you know, da, da, da. I'm just like, no, 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 but like any of the current students, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, do any of them know you exist? <laughs> you know, because like he's got a really good gig going where he's at. I mean, and like the, 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 um, the market is hot where he's at. So it's just like, all right, well, how does nobody know about this? Even from your alma mater, like, you know, you don't bring people out there or, you know, what have you. And I will say, you know, the original guy who paved the way out in L.A., he had probably one of the more primitive versions of our program, right? And, you know, there's something to be said about the people who muscle their way to where they need to go, you mm. know? Um you know, they, they, they make it happen. Um, this is probably for the ones that need a little help. <laughs> um, and I think it just really does create that much bigger of a network. I can't tell you how many students I've seen come out since I graduated who, like, I've, I've worked with, who's given me work, and I've been able to give them work. Oh, so, wow. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and this goes to, I mean, even people who I know who have uh, been like way up there. I mean, when you're in this particular business, a job can come from anywhere and anyone. And when they say that it's about who you know, they are not joking when it comes to the film, you know, in the film business. So, I mean, getting to know a lot of people is it's so great. It's a symbiotic relationship where you can help them, they can help you. Um, even if they are eyes and ears within their own departments it's just like oh hey I actually know a kid who does sound or I know a kid who does this um, and they are years and miles beyond what a college kid should be at mm. um, they are perfect candidates for XYZ over here up here who are looking for interns you know like hey do you know a kid who does this like absolutely yes I do and me giving a good recommendation helps when it comes to networking everything you know i, I mean all of it kind of comes back to networking and it sounds it's yeah. such a clinical way to say that because honestly we're all just friends and we just text each other like hey hey like, <laughs> what are you doing in may you know what i mean what are you doing yeah. may like oh my may's booked up what about june you know like that kind of thing and it's it's like that's how it is it's you're literally just texting friends so you have to make sure that you know if you're coming into this business that you you know like you try to make friends <laughs> <laughs> this, and that's why these these opportunities exist. And, you know, and it's not just like the closest friends. You get a lot of work from soft contacts, too, because everybody's trying to trying to trying to work and keep bread on the table. So, yeah, you can do that. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tanya. And I know we've only like scratched the surface as to like what all that you're involved in and into. It seems like you have endless energy because aside from this, you're also very active in your local church. 
Um, I don't, I don't know how you do it, <laughs> but do you have any upcoming, <laughs> do you have any upcoming projects that you can talk about or share or any final thoughts aside from that? Um, yeah, I am. I'm excited about a, a project that Southern is actually shooting, um, this summer. So every four years they, try to get a micro budget feature made so that the students have an opportunity to be of a project of that caliber of that magnitude and you know it's a it's a good fun time um, for some of us to come back and be involved uh, so they needed a, a producer and I signed up for it and so I'm, I'm really excited about that because it'll be it'll be a good learning opportunity for me too you know it'll be great and um, and then to be involved like with the kids, their their journeys and um, learning, and I'm going to be learning right alongside them. So mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's going to be a great environment. And then um, I'm going to be helping uh, produce another event for Windrider. So Windrider Institute, they uh, they have an annual event there at Sundance, and um, I'm going to be able to help produce that too. So no, I'm, and I'm can really you excited. can you describe a bit? Um, what what when writer that was hard for me to say what when writer <laughs> um, institute is about I know you said they're associated with Sundance but um, can you describe it a little more you know what they do is they try to find meaningful conversation behind the filmmakers so they uh, they find these films at Sundance you know because you know if you're gonna learn from good films you go to Sundance you know uh, you go to like uh, like that's that's the one that was um, uh, that they were attracted to and they wanted to kind of set up shot there uh, where they could have access to filmmakers, have them come on these panels and have discussions, like deep discussions about why they made what they made. And um, in that respect, they can find purpose um, as filmmakers. So yes, it is a Christian organization, but no, it, but they are Christians. It is an organization run by Christians, but it is not technically a Christian organization. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, having that opened up really does help bring in, uh, photographers. It really does help bring in filmmakers who, I mean, they've said blatantly on stage, you know what? I'm not a man of faith, but I really respect what you guys are doing here. Um, and I think that is overall the mission that I love. I love being available to people who are outside of the church because isn't that the purpose? <laughs> like, isn't that the mission um, to to be available and be, um, you know, yeah, all right, it, be available, be a light. Yeah. Uh, and if not that, you know, then just be a presence where people can come and learn something more so they can go out, they can be a light. And um, I don't know, I, I have high respect for what they do. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that event and uh, helping out my alma mater. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. That's really exciting. And also just to reiterate, you know, with the Sunscreen Film Festival, Tanya's connections with the Film Writer Institute, um, we will see man of, uh, I'm sorry. I mispronounced. Wind Rider. What did I say? You said film writer. Huh, okay. Wind Rider. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Okay. Wind Rider. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, evidence of that partnership will be seen all throughout this year's Sunscreen Film Festival. Those professional panels that we talked about in films, 
are part of our Wind Rider Forum that is part of our Sunscreen Film Festival. So that's $25 that I mentioned, get access to that as well. So, and that's made possible with um, by Tanya and her passion and, um, you know, what she, you know, has committed her life to doing. Um, so I want to thank you again and tell us again, where we can find your podcast, where can it be downloaded and where can you listen and all that? Where can we find you? So if you go to the practical filmmaker.com you will find all the links you need there we're on you know apple we're on spotify we're on all that fun stuff itunes that's uh, apple like we're, we're on we're on itunes spotify uh stitcher what have you um but you can also find us on instagram at practical filmmaker and that is probably the place where you'll get a lot of updates too, because mm. one of the things that I love to do is ask for listener questions. So I post up who oh. my next guests are going to be. So you can get your, your listener questions. At, uh, you can ask your questions and uh, actually get some answers from some, from some professionals. The next one I'm recording, I'm super excited about it. He's the uh, cameraman, the helicopter cameraman for Deadliest Catch. And it's going to wow. be a very interesting interview. I think I like wow. I read his book, and he like you know crash landed into these Kodiak <gasps> grizzly bears, <gasps> and then you know like he's talking about um, going into death spins and being in the Bering Sea for you know a deadliest catch, and I mean crazy stories. Uh, I don't know. Like there's there are really really great. Uh, guests that we get to we get to chat with and I get to pepper with all the questions. Yeah, don't be surprised if you see a question from me among your listener <laughs> questions. Oh, do it, do it, please. That is please, incredible. Wow. Okay, great. Well, Tanya, thank you again for your time and for your passion and looking forward to seeing what all is in ahead of you um, on your journey <laughs> in your maze. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into this episode of News Points on the Air. News Points on the Air is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Milan Medley. Executive producers are Dan Weber, Julio Munoz, and Kimberly Moran. Graphics are by Jonathan LaPointe. Listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating, nothing less, and write a glowing review. Speaking of subscribe, have you subscribed to News Points yet? It is the one-stop shop to keep up with all things related to the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. There's no getting around that. So in order to subscribe, you need to go to nadadventist.org, then click on News to get our weekly digital newsletter that has ministry resources, special announcements, and news stories. That's nadadventist.org, then click on News. If you have questions for me, send them to ontheair at nadavenist.org. That's ontheair at nadavenist.org. Thank you again for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs>